0: What's up soccer people? It is your boy Sam Salter alongside Keith Allen who now has his own podcast microphone. Keith, you want to say hi on that crisp, clear audio of yours.
1: What's going on, guys? Glad to be part of the club with mics and glad not to share one with Sam anymore and sound just like I'm from a million miles away talking to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um I hope you guys can expect better audio quality and better quality overall on not only the podcast, but the Twitter page coming up. We got a lot in the works this season and we're excited to share it with you. But uh, a lot to talk about this weekend. Obviously, some great score predictions. Keith destroying me in the Prediction League. Love to see that. VAR coming up again and causing controversy. And a lot of more interesting things to come right after the intro. All right, everybody, you know how the show works. We're going to get right into the games, starting off with the first game of the weekend, Arsenal versus Burnley, a game in which I predicted to end 3-1, and Keith luckily predicted for it to end 2-1. All, I mean, it, all luck. All, I mean, the predictions are all luck anyway, but... No, um, it's called knowing... Oh my God,
1: sorry, I talked way too close to the mic. Um, It's just called knowing my stuff, um, being smart, and having faith in my uh, soccer people knowledge.
0: Your soccer people You're taking the knowledge Of all the soccer yeah. people Yeah all it, it goes all Funnels all into Keith Yeah uh, So Keith got bagged to Three points from that And I bagged one But uh, starting off the game um, Arsenal came out hot uh, Alexander Lacazette Scoring an early 13th minute goal
1: Yeah dude That was nuts
0: uh, Off balance In the box The ball kind of Just fell to his feet And then he was dragged down by like, like three Burnley Defenders And then somehow As he's falling to the ground Puts it between Nick Pope's feet unreal dude just unbelievable there
1: are some crazy goals this week i have to say it was really exciting
0: it was a fun week it was a really fun week and then um ashley barnes gets his goal later in the game mm-hmm. and we yeah. love the
1: we love his celebration we
0: love his celebration it's kind of an inside joke between us i don't know the signal he makes if you look at it it resembles a certain body part <laughs> <laughs> which us boys find hilarious it's always fun it's oh, always it's such a boys thing Always oh, the giggles. boys ashley barnes is for the boys um, Ashley Barnes bags as a goal, that's his third of the season. Um, and it goes into halftime at one one outside the box to the bottom left corner. Yeah, he was going nuts in his own celebration. <laughs> <laughs> we always love the the classic Aubameyang Yang front flip with the like I said, and said, bombing handshake. Yeah. Well I mean well. I mean uh uh
1: Danny Sabayo, he just he was off in the corner doing his own thing with like the yeah, subs. Dude,
0: he was like <laughs> loving his own life. I know. He was going nuts. It was so funny. He was celebrating the goal like it was his. Yeah. Um yeah. but overall it was a classic Arsenal victory. Um Aubameyang and Lacazette getting both their own goals. Um Burnley doing as much as they can, which is playing as much defense as possible, but obviously not keeping them out. In the end, in Arsenal back 3 points and they hit their first back-to-back wins since 09 010 010 09 10. 2009 2010. Yeah, 2009 2010 season. Mm-hmm. Now Has they're it on top really been of that it. long since they've had a back-to-back isn't win. Isn't that crazy? Oh my lord! Yeah, so they well not since they've had since they've started the season with back to back wins. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, they've had back to back back wins. I'm like, what? (laughs) No, no, no. Since like they started the season, so they're they're joint top with Liverpool at six points, and that could all change next week, Keith, because they play each other, which will be an exciting weekend match. Moving on to a game in which we both got wrong, which is Aston Villa versus forces. Myth. Come on, you this. Um, a game which I predicted be 2-0 and you predicted be 2-1 and ended up being flipped for you yeah. and going 2-1 to Bournemouth. So we both predicted a Villa to win. And uh a game in which Bournemouth pretty much dominated the first half and then um Villa came out the second half with a lot of decent chances.
1: Yeah, they looked they looked a lot more you know, scary, I guess in the second half.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the match stats, uh Aston Villa dominated possession really actually. It's 62% possession. Um seven shots on target compared to Bournemouth's four. And then twenty-two shots compared yeah. to twelve, so if looking at the stats, I would say um, Villa. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say Villa clearly dominated, which yeah. is kind of shocking. When well,
1: I mean, Tom Heaton just made the stupidest like decision when he tripped Callum Wilson on that penalty in the yeah, box right at the beginning, he, of it.
0: literally in like the first minute. Yeah,
1: like, he. I don't know what he was doing. Like he kind of froze up right before he was going to either like clear the ball or something, and he even could have got it with his hands and gotten on the ground where it wouldn't
0: really have been a, yeah. a penalty, but he just stuck his foot out and it was just like, well. I he was frozen, <laughs> dude. The best front three in the world was coming at him. What are you going to do? There's no way you have that kind of confidence when they're coming You're at right. you like this that. This is why I'm not a
1: Premier League goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so that led to a second-minute penalty for Bournemouth, who was scored by Joshua King. And they ended up scoring a crazy shot, uh, yeah. the Harry Wilson shot, the one that bounced off Tyrone Mings, yeah and perfectly curved oh into the side post and then hit the other side netting on the other side of the post. Uh, bizarre goal. Yeah. That was- we, we both looked at each other watching the game and we were like, what in the hell yeah um but obviously it was a deflection so not all harry wilson which it looked like at first looked like it was pure yeah I, I thought it was just like whew. and then you saw it bounce off Mings and perfectly yeah. like crazy spin oh um, my i was just like
1: there's no way but yeah that just sucks i mean there's not much you can do about that as a
0: keeper and there's actually not anything you can do about no, that as a keeper I mean, so had no idea it was too yeah. late once it hit mings anyway um so, Boardmouth went into the half, actually went, and went into the first 15 minutes with a 2-0 lead. Um, and then, like we said before, Villa came out shooting in the second half, having a lot of good chances. A lot of scuff chances, to be honest. Um, it's, like I said, they had 22 shots, but only 7 on target. So, 15 shots, not even hitting the target. And that happened a lot at the end. Um, Grealish had a shot where he skied it. Uh, there was a few headers that went in the box that went over the net. Uh, but finally, they get their goal through recently transferred Douglas Luiz, the white-haired stallion of a man. Dude, he destroyed Crazy that. Crazy shot. Unlike the Harry Wilson goal earlier, this was not a ricochet. It was pure upper right-hand corner masterpiece. It was beautiful. It was one. It was probably the goal of the weekend, in my opinion. Really?
1: You think so? I don't know about I that I would one. say
0: besides the Mono goal, it probably is my favorite goal of the weekend. I don't know. It was just Nevis had a nice played. goal. Nevis' goal was sick. You don't, how are you going to appreciate that Nevis goal as like, a United fan?
1: It was a really
0: nice shot. You're supposed to say you hate it. Well, I do hate it, but it was a nice <laughs> shot. <laughs> But uh, overall, it was a game that shocked both of us. We obviously thought that after Villa's performance last weekend, that they would bag a a good performance against a Bournemouth team who tied Sheffield, who we both thought was going down. Yeah. So uh, coming off of last week, this game kind of looked like it was
1: Aston Villa didn't look bad. I mean, I thought they looked
0: actually yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think it was just
1: it was just unlucky of you know the outcome for them. I don't think it had anything to do with
0: how they played. Yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, you're right because it was, it was a penalty and then a, a deflection that got yeah. two goals for Bournemouth. So really, when looking at it, you can say that they maybe didn't create any really meaningful chances. Yeah. But moving forward, um, looking at the table right now, um, Bournemouth are in seventh, coming off that win, and Aston Villa are down in seventeenth with zero points, along with Newcastle, Southampton, and Watford. Um, Test coming up for Bournemouth next week as they play my team, City. Um, I expect City to pull that one out yeah and then Villa playing Everton next week so hopefully uh Villa they have a good I mean they've had a hard schedule because they went what, Tottenham to Everton and I mean Tottenham to Bournemouth and now Everton so I mean yeah hopefully I, they get the points yeah I mean their fans after spending 140 million this summer are expecting points you have to yeah and we're expecting hopefully Keith was talking about this when we we're watching the game um we're hoping that this is not a full-on repeat no god
1: no I I, it, I don't think it it's not looking like it will be yeah, um, I
0: think they look more put more put together. Obviously, yeah. this game was just an unlucky.
1: Uh, you're gonna hate me for this, but I think they look more the, mo- the most complete team that uh, out of any team that was just uh, promoted promoted from the championship. Oh, we're gonna get into this in a
0: second <laughs> once we get to another game. I know you're a big Timu Pookie guy. I'm a pookie guy. We're gonna talk about Pookie later. Um, moving on to the next game: uh, Brighton and Hove Albion versus West Ham, a game that finished one-one. In a game that actually had two goals that were pretty close together, a game a game that also had a goal ruled out by VAR, controversially. Well, it wasn't really controversially, but he was offsides. I just don't like. I just don't like. It was right.
1: that was a nice ball by uh who was that who has to, I can't remember, but
0: um, let me remember. Um, it was Dan Byrne. Yeah. Um. So there was a goal off a of set piece. Uh, Dan Burn. It compl- He went. I think he was offsides when the ball came in, and then I guess he thought there was three players, two West Ham defenders. And it might have been Lewis Dunk and or Sully March. I forget who went up for the ball, um, and then everyone completely missed it. And then Dan Burns went to achieve the ball. Obviously, no one had touched it, and he was sides when the ball was kicked. So um, no one really remembered that, I guess, or maybe the ref. I guess the refs can't put up the flag.
1: It, I think it's hard to judge that, especially because yeah. he he thought that whoever was on the far left was going to go get that ball, and then it was Dan Burns. So like, it's kind of hard to. That's yeah. that's a situation where VAR really is needed, because that was the that was the right
0: call. Yeah,
1: and there wasn't even like a air like air of doubt about like if
0: it was the right call or not. Yeah, so. when you see the replay, you can be yeah. like, "We're pretty sure like that." And was that's when upsets. that's
1: when VAR is perfect. Um. You know, times like only when
0: it's clearly obvious. <laughs> the City and Tottenham awesome. game. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, so a goal disallowed for a uh, Leon Leandro Trossard on that offside assist by Dan Bern, but uh, he ended up bagging his goal. Later, in the sixty-fifth minute, but before that, Chicharito scored um, a classic Chicharito goal, which is inside the box, and it was kind of right at the keeper, but it was so strong. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, Matt Ryan really couldn't um, do anything about it. He got a hand on it, and it just we I mean, just powered through. Just that's powered. what you got to do when you're that close. Yeah, just powered in or uh, put pure placement on it. Yeah. Uh, so a game that ended one-one. Um, Brighton is a team that I think we both, I don't know where we had them to be honest. I could look it up, but I don't really want to.
1: Uh, I think I literally had them at like
0: 18th. Yeah. A um, lot of people have them. I had them pretty low. After finding Chris and a lot of people had them, you know, going down, but they're at four points right now. Um, technically a fifth, obviously it's really early, but there's a lot of teams sitting on four points, including both of our teams yeah. are actually on four points. Yeah. So, um, you can give a lot of credit to Graham Potter and the team that he has put out there every week and the, the tactics he's put in place. They're um, they're looking stronger than 18th to me. I kind of have a bottom two in mind. I know there's a lot of there's been a lot of changes that I had. Like I don't, If I had to go back and look, there's a lot of changes I would make after just two weeks. I think I would just think yeah. I don't know. I mean,
1: Watford look awful. <laughs> Newcastle look awful. Like those are my bottom two right there. Not that not in that order, but
0: Newcastle. <laughs> I think Newcastle's just... Newcastle's got a lot of
1: work. ahead I of I think him. they might be going a by a lot of the work ahead
0: of them. But uh, credit to Brighton. Um, I'm trying to see what game they have next weekend. They play Southampton, who is on the bottom currently and also just had a good showing risk. Liverpool and then West Ham have a game against the Watford, <laughs> we just said is awful. So both play teams on the bottom of the table. So should be a bounce back for both of them next week. But um, credit to Grand Potter and credit to West Ham for getting bagging a goal and tying. Yeah. And moving on. Everton versus Watford, a game with not many goals and an early goal and the rest of the game kind of full of yeah, I wouldn't say nothing. There was chances. Yeah. but not a lot. So, um it was an early goal by Bernard assisted by Luca Digne, who I still think is one of the best uh left backs, probably I would say like in the top four leagues. Yeah. He yeah. I mean like yeah. a, cons- not like taking in like I don't know, like Basaka and like. Well, he's playing right back, so. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who's a better left back? I literally can't name one right now. Luke like Shaw. Sandro, Marcelo, Luke Shaw. Don't even, don't even play that game with me. <laughs> no, Dini is a really good player. Came from Barcelona. Um, has done a lot of great things at Everton. Um, really good attacking and uh, creative player on the wing when he comes up. hmm Uh, gives that gives a goal to the creative and tricky player Bernard, who ends up backing it. Um, but the game really just was still from there. Both teams only had two shots on target. Watford actually maintaining more possession than Everton, which if you're Marco Silva is a concerning thing for your team.
1: Yeah, I just I just feel like um if you pull up the stats really fast, I actually didn't get to take a look at them quite yet, but I thought that just
0: Everton didn't really have many chances on goal. Yeah, they only hit so both teams like I said only had two shots on target. Oh wow. Okay. Then, yeah. So I mean, in that regard it's dead even. I mean, they
1: did have one good, really good shot that uh, Jordan Pickford had to save uh, later in the game. Um, it was a crazy save, too.
0: Yeah. I forget who shot it.
1: Uh, I think it was Troy Deeney. Yeah, I think it was Deeney. Yeah. Um, so, credit Jordan Pickford for that save because that was crazy. Yeah, I um, think... But Everton just looked so threatening um, on attack. And I think
0: bringing on Moise Keane especially helped them a lot. Yeah, I think... Mo- I mean, Moise had two shots. One that was... Off- I mean, he was passed to our yeah. But it was... So, shot. I think... They have a lot of growing to do. I think Marco Silva's got a lot of stuff to instill. Um, they have Gene Bauman, who's the guy they got from the bonus, Bundesliga, the Cote d'Ivoire man, who started after being signed like pretty recently. And then they had Awobi and Moise, Moise Keane on the bench. So I think they still have a lot of like tweaking to do with their tactics. Mm-hmm. I think they have the players that's necessary for like a decent attack and a decent like movement going forward, especially with Richarlison already and Gilfie Sigurdsson. And Andre Gomez is honestly a great player too. I think they have a lot of good talent. I think they just, I think it's just the tactics instilled by the coach. Because I don't, I mean, they finished what seventh last year? I think they were right behind Wolves. I think. No, so. oh, no, they are uh, no, eighth because Wolves eighth. are seventh. Yeah, yeah. they're eighth. So, um, they're they're obviously a top eight team. I think in terms yeah. of personnel. Yeah. Um I think I think I have them slightly up on edge above like West Ham and even Leicester right now. I think. I wolves think they're are on right. the level of Wolves. You think you have on the level of Wolves? Yeah. Everton. I think Wolves well, are like I think Wolves are like on a weird tier right above them.
1: Like they they didn't look as good like in the first, like I don't know, like we'll talk about this game like the United Wolves yeah. game, but they looked awful in the first half. Like it looked it looked like it was going to be game over. And obviously, obviously it's a game of two halves, but so yeah. um that second half really saved them, but I mean, I thought United were for sure going to pull out a W.
0: Yeah, I think I think if I had to go like based on everything, I'd say Everton had the personnel to be better than Wolves. Mm-hmm. I think if like paper wise, looking at their team, yeah, I'd personally say that they have a better team. I think Richarlison's probably a stronger, Richarlison, Sigurdsson, yeah, and even Moise Keane or Alex Wobby well, we are better than Diego Jota and yeah. Raúl Jiménez, who are the Wolves players. But I think Wolves are better coached, yeah, and more cohesive. Yeah, I agree. And so I think Everton just has a lot of personalities that they have to learn how to yeah, get I together like, and play together i
1: feel like everton's more more got like a individual like team members yeah. where as of right now do obviously. everything themselves yeah.
0: yeah as of right now so yeah. it's just i mean it's up to marco silva to teach the players how to play together yeah but as it stands right now they get a 1-0 win at watford or ninth right now they play aston villa next week like we mentioned earlier and watford plays West Ham, like we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. moving on to the pukinators team my guy Pukin. timo puki bagging himself a good old hat trick at Newcastle United starts um, it off with a bang too I know it was the volley the volley on the first one I mean it hit the it hits the keeper's arm but it was so it was hit with such force and so close to the the uh the goal that I mean there's was yeah. really nothing you can do even if he did get handled. I mean it was
1: deflected into the side netting yeah
0: I mean gosh this guy every attack that went forward I think Tim Apuki was a strong player in. like yeah. probably the main guy yeah, on oh, every yeah. attack creative wise and goal scoring wise obviously in this sense but um, he bags three. Um, I'm thinking of turning the Twitter account into a Tima Puki fan account <laughs> and just constantly posting pictures of I'm him. I'm here for it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, keep your girl away from any team Puki highlights. Um, could be dangerous for a relationship because Tima Puki is a man on a mission and he knows what he wants and he can get it. Um, but overall, I think Norwich. I mean, they don't they don't look bad. That's why I said I said at the beginning of the year. I just don't think they look like. I mean, yeah, okay. Newcastle is not a good team. But they also they basically got a, a second half win I just at Liverpool feel like, last week. I just
1: feel like the whole team is Team Ubooki. Like,
0: on paper, you don't know you don't know Norwich like I know. Okay, you're right okay. Here. I really <laughs> don't know anyone on Norwich. I haven't really looked into them that much. But um, they have Timothy Kroll, who I know. Um, he's been a Premier League proven keeper. I really don't know anyone else on their team besides Pookie. I just oh, not, they have Farman.
1: I just don't feel like they have a lot of
0: depth. And yeah, they didn't really add many players in this summer either. Um, they did a lot of. Um, they did. I mean, they did add some decent players. They acted yeah, Patrick yeah. Roberts from Man City, um, and they acted that they added that one guy from. I
1: just feel like if someone's missing one, yet not someone. Well, you know, a certain someone named Timo Pukki. If he's not in one game, they're not going to score a goal.
0: Yeah, I don't know who. Like that's how I feel about that. I don't know who could bag goals for them at this point. Um, I just think because he's he literally has all their goals. Yeah, legit. He has all yeah, four. Does. He has all four. Um, and so, I don't think
1: anybody, anyone else has even come close to scoring.
0: I mean, you're you're not wrong. So, I think, and then even if they're closest scoring is because I think a lot of people are drawn towards Pookie. Yeah, and he passes. It, he obviously lays it well, off. Well, I
1: mean, that's how any that's how any good like front
0: man is though. Yeah, they're gonna take. They're gonna either bring in everybody or they're gonna score the goals. Yeah. So, um, I just think Norwich, as of right now, I think they look like a better coach team.
1: Yeah, they look. I mean, don't get me wrong; they don't look bad. Yeah, to, for sure, they could be off a lot worse.
0: But I think, like you said earlier, their depth is a worry, and I think. It's a long Premier League season, and people yep. are going to get tired, and people are going to get injured. So, um, it's only the first two weeks. I still have hope in this team. I had them in twelfth at the beginning of the year. I think Pookie is a big player, and I think, um, I think as a lot of teams start to figure themselves out, especially it makes Norwich. you feel
1: better. I don't think they'll get relegated anymore. Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. Thank you, thank you for at least yeah. conceding me that. So I think I had them as eighteenth, maybe or nineteenth. Um, yeah. I mean,
0: anything can change. A lot. Of, yeah. I mean, especially if a team of Pookie injury happens. I'm not like that. Is really. a... Yeah, I mean, that, shot that
1: could end. probably be their season if he's done. Yeah,
0: so let's hope for a healthy Pookie the whole year. Yeah. Let's hope for at least 20 goals from Pookie because he's already at four two weeks yeah. in. There's still 38 weeks left. Yeah. He's on track for what? How many is that?
1: Well, four over two games.
0: Four over two games. So
1: times that by 19.
0: So you do the math. <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, let me calculate <laughs> You're
1: pulling up your calculator for real? No, it's... that's. Um, no, I'm
0: doing it. 19 times four. 76. Pookie's on track for seventy six goals. You yeah. guys better watch out.
1: Yeah, obviously that's gonna happen. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing it every week. Um, At big. least a
0: hat trick every other game, yeah. according Anyways, to the coming
1: current. back to the end of the game. John Joe Shelby puts one away late for Newcastle. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, looking like that's how their season's
0: gonna go, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be you know a horrifying. Oh, season. For John Joe
1: Shelby scores. <laughs>
0: it's four to one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's gonna be a horrifying season for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Steve Bruce, not a good manager. Didn't really add anybody. Yeah, they add Joe Linton, but I I, mean, as of right now, the the Premier season is going to be a
1: long season for Newcastle Newcastle fans. fans. Let me tell
0: you, you're going to miss Rafa Benitez. You're spending money. I mean, they bought, they did what they bought Joe Linton, and then they bought. They bought someone else. They did buy someone else. I just can't remember. I don't even know who it is. Uh, That's how bad. I mean, I really don't even. There's not even another name I'd be able to like. Who
1: was it? I don't even remember but I don't they're just honestly I don't care they're gonna go down yeah so, they're just who cares pray for Newcastle guys. <laughs> yeah
0: every, hey if you're Newcastle fan out there and you're listening um, I'm sorry for the harsh words but like honest to god it's gonna be a rough season I can already tell it's gonna be an awful season yeah I think the man I think you're gonna Steve Bruce is gonna be the first manager sacked and then I think Mike Ashley the owner I mean there's gonna be backlash there's been backlash for years for him over him not spending money and I think yeah. him losing Rafa Benitez and then spending money like being like oh sorry I lost one of the best coaches in the like on paper one of the best coaches in the world a proven coach yeah for sure um, better
1: than Newcastle should have had
0: like yeah had. way above what their standard I mean they're a historic team so maybe yeah. it's like a history thing but like but judging by their standards of what they were Rafa like took that job like should not have taken that job i hate
1: i hate saying this but it was almost like charity dude <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's almost like a make a wish come true all right
0: well we're, doing, we're talking like Newcastle's a disabled child we... <laughs> i'm sorry newcastle we do love you, uh, we don't, you i don't know.
1: actually hate newcastle you know it's like i don't it's hate newcastle bad. i honestly
0: want them to do good
1: yeah so do i but it's not looking so great <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, moving on to a team who i thought was going to pull a newcastle this year and get relegated with southampton um, and they honestly played a pretty decent game against Dude,
1: Liverpool. They looked almost more scary than
0: Liverpool did I, at times. I think at times they looked like they had the more they had more chances. Uh, they had only three shots on target, but they had fourteen shots, and Liverpool had fifteen. Yeah, obviously you're going to get dominated by possession. Liverpool had sixty four percent, and Southampton only had thirty six. But um, contention for goal of the week, though, Sadio Mane. Yeah, that was a crazy goal. Bang.
1: It curls it in top right. I mean, that was. And it was crazy
0: because they needed that goal. It went. It was going to go into half zero zero, and I think that's a that would have been a huge momentum shift. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not a huge crazy thing for most teams, but for Southampton to go into half zero zero against a team who should be scoring a lot more goals, like yeah. Liverpool, yeah. that would have been a huge, huge power move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mane bags that
1: crazy yep. goal. Putting it in against his former club, (laughs) yeah, that one's got to sting a little bit.
0: Reminding people where he came from, Um, so that ended up going in one-nil at half. Yeah, Um, there was a few chances on both halves where Southampton had really good looks.
1: They look scary, man. I mean, they
0: had a few decent chances, and then uh, Firmino ends up bagging goal on a mistake by the left back or the right back for Southampton. Which, if I can remember, maybe it wasn't a right back. (laughs) Who the heck was it then?
1: It wasn't that bad. It was a pretty good shot. To oh, yeah, it was him. Valerie. It, it was well-placed. Yeah.
0: So um, Jan Valerie, who ended up making a few decent chances, creating them, ended up giving away a chance to Firmino, yeah. who scores it. Um, and then later in the game, Adrian makes a horrible mistake. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> oh, my lord. So the ball is played into Adrian, and he has a few options. He has it at his feet, can't pick it up. And uh, he chooses to pass it right to Danny Yang's who literally one-touches it into the goal.
1: I don't even think he meant not to shoot it. I think it just kind of hit off of him. Yeah, it was, like the,
0: like, the weirdest thing. Like, yeah. he passed it directly to Danny Ings, who yeah. literally taps it with Danny his Danny Ings also game. scoring against his former yeah, club. Yeah, it, it was a game of scoring against former clubs.
1: Um, and then, moments later, Bottles a chance to put them even.
0: Yeah, Danny Ings... Ugh. So, Jan Valery puts in a low cross. that like, literally goes right in front of the box. Like, right inside the six-yard box. And Danny Ings... It's coming from the right, and Danny Ings opts to try to shoot it with his right one. And most, like...
1: I understand why, because if he would have put it in with his left, it probably would have gone. It probably would have gone wide, right, right, right? Just because he was like, yeah, he was still outside. Gone the either posts. at
0: Adrian or to the right, yeah, because he, he, he was, was on the far the post. Right of the It would
1: have been a tough shot with his left foot, but
0: uh... it's tough to hit a ball in from the same side as your foot, though. Yeah, Because no, you I just agree. have to kind of guide it. You have to like hit it perfectly too, yeah. or else it's. So I think blocking it with your left foot probably yeah. had a better chance, but uh, he bottles the shot regardless, and. Uh, the game ends 2-1 and Liverpool get a much needed three points if they want to keep this Premier League yeah. hope alive because we saw last season that any point dropped is a big deal does um, that put them on top of the league yeah they're they're tied with Arsenal in six points and they're playing <laughs> each other next week and we can only expect hopefully we can hopefully expect a great match I'm praying it is because that's it would be so fun to watch if like a Pepe or a Lacazette versus Pepe a Lacazette and a Abamyang versus Firmino Salah and Mane. On paper, that's a crazy matchup. Yeah, both teams with crazy attacking fronts, but obviously uh, Liverpool. Yeah,
1: Liverpool's got a little bit better
0: defense. Yeah, I was gonna say a far superior defense. <laughs> um, so we'll see I think how that Virgil game goes. Virgil van Dijk's better than their whole defensive line. Yeah, <laughs> like behind Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, David Luiz, good, I guess, good like experience added in the back. Yeah, but
0: he still makes a lot of mistakes, oh. too. He's mistake <laughs> He might be bro. more
1: reckless than I don't even know. Like, yeah, he is su- the most reckless, I think. He's one of the most reckless. I mean, but like, all hair team.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, head and, head and shoulders. Head and t- shoulders. I tweeted it. Head and shoulders, you just got to call them. Because yeah. Troy Palamalu, David Luiz, and Gonduzzi would be the best front three nah. ever in the world for my shampoo. Yeah. Best front three shampoo. Yeah. Easily. I Name a better shampoo front three. You can't. I'm going right. to help you. You can't. <laughs> no <laughs> um, But Liverpool do get the much-needed points. They don't drop any points, which, like I said, is very important. But the team who do drop points in a Premier League season, which they cannot afford to do so, is my team. And it wasn't their fault. It's not their fault. It's not our fault. This As one. you can tell, Sam loves VAR. I hate VAR. It's only because you guys... VAR... VAR is the worst thing it's
1: only because it's catching you guys cheating now no
0: I didn't even we'll talk about the Marion night game I didn't like it in that game either uh, I don't I'm just not a fan of it okay so we basically what game we're talking about by the way Man City versus Tottenham we haven't really been talking about our predictions but me and Keith both predicted City and Tottenham not City we both predicted City to dominate Tottenham which Keith, they did yeah, I mean, they did. On paper, you look at the stats, it was not even close. No, if you watch the game, Tottenham yeah, were dominated. At, yeah, watch the whole thing.
1: It's just that the only stat that matters, which is goals scored, yeah, exactly. Was equal.
0: So um, we had 30 shots, 10 on target. Uh, Tottenham only had two shots on target and happened to score both of them. Um, but the game started off with Raheem Sterling scoring an incredible Dude. assist from Kevin De Bruyne, Dude. who was back at his best. And uh, I think the whole Premier League should be a- terrified. Honestly, trembling. They should be trembling in their beds at night, crying, hoping that they, their their defense can even do anything.
1: That a dude named Kevin's gonna yeah, come. Kevin, to Yeah, Kevin's <laughs> coming. Dude, that was. I mean, I don't even know how. One, don't even know how he saw that run coming. Two, like no look cross essentially, and then it, on top of that, it was his first touch, and it curls around everybody and just finds Raheem Sterling, who perfectly heads it in the opposite side netting.
0: Unbelievable. Dude, the whole play was like
1: across the ball. I mean, it's like oh,
0: the whole play was a manager's wet dream. You can't, you can't draw that up better.
1: No, you really can't.
0: It was like perfect football. I love to see it. Um, but then twenty seconds later, not perfect football happens. And Ederson's for some reason, off his line when the ball is outside the eighteen yard box and he's on the right side of the goal, and Lamella literally doesn't even do anything. He passes it to the left side of the net. I don't. And he pa- and it's. I mean, he scores. He was.
1: So, he was literally at the six yard line.
0: He was, like, past it.
1: Like, I don't know if he thought that was the goal line or something. I don't know what he he did I think think he he was lost. I know he was just being an idiot. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to scorpion kick something. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think
0: he was lost. I think he honestly had no idea where he was, which is bizarre, because Ederson has been a crazy good keeper for us. But that was such a horrifying mistake. That was a
1: fatal mistake for them, too.
0: Yeah. But luckily, 12 minutes later, we bag another goal off another Kevin De Bruyne first-time assist down the the side of the six-yard box um, right to Sergio Aguero, who chips it in. Not chips it no, in, but it, dinks it in he, from like inside. Sh-
1: basically, Kevin shot it at uh, Sergio. Yeah, and, and then Sergio just had deflected tap it in. in. Um, I mean, he that was that's got that had some power behind it. Like Sergio Agüero just tapped it in, didn't even have to. Yeah,
0: didn't have to do much. Didn't
1: have to really direct it anywhere other than like where you know the goal was.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Lloris really couldn't do anything about it. No, I mean that thing was flying in there. But the game went in at half, and uh, you would think City would be dominating, and we continue to dominate. To be honest. Yeah. Thirty shots. Yeah, thirty shots, ten on target. Huh. Um, and then in the fifty-sixth minute, or I'll say around the fifty-fifth minute, Tottenham um, earn a corner. They sub on Lucas Moura, and within fourteen seconds of him being on, they kick the corner in, and he heads it in. Yeah. Right right. Now it's two-two. Two, two. two fastest, shots on target.
1: Fastest goal as a sub coming on in the Premier League history.
0: Unbelievable. So I mean, yeah, then it's two-two. Um, Beautiful City, header, by the way. Yeah, it was a great header. It was a great looping header. I'm not even going to sit here and lie like it was bad. Yeah. Um so the game continues, City continue to get decent chances. They should have put one
1: away. Yeah, until they, they did.
0: I mean, Bernardo had one that was right in the box that he easily should have put away. Yeah.
1: Oh, that fell right to right to it, or, there's a through pass to someone I can't remember who put it through, but someone attempted a through pass. Um one of <coughs> excuse me. One of Tottenham's defenders, I think it was Toby Alderweireld. Oh my lord I cannot speak now. Right now Alderweireld. Alderweireld. Anyways, um, I think he deflects it, and it just lands right at Bernardo Silva's feet, shoots it right at Lloris, Ugh.
0: right yeah. at him. The worst part is um, nothing against Bernardo Silva. I mean, this goes this just goes to show our depth. Um, I honestly wanted Rion Mares to start because he played fantastic last week, and that uh, the ball falling right there, if it was Rion Mares on his left foot right there, and it was Bernardo Silva's left foot, it was not even a chance. It was going to go into the net. So, I mean, that's obviously a coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. You, guys mean, you just can't had be, a lot of things go wrong for you. You can't you. be mad at Pep for putting a burn on a sub because he's an incredible player. Yeah, and But then, um, well, later in the 94th minute, uh, the ball perfectly bounces to Gabriel Jesus, who slots it away. Off a corner, we think nothing of it. The whole crowd celebrates. The Tottenham players walk to the center like it's fine. Everyone is, you know, they, they think it's a goal. No one is confused. And then everything stops. The ref goes back to the box points to his little ear set, going, I gotta look at VAR. Hold on. And then he talks to, he can, my favorite part is the clip with Hugo Lloris. So he's telling Hugo Lloris what's happening, what they're looking at. And you can see the look on Hugo's face. He goes from confused and like, what happened to the biggest grin in his life? He is so happy. I think he actually
1: says, there's no way. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh my lord.
0: And so they go back to look at it and on the corner, um, unintentionally, uh, the ball like nicks, like probably skims Laporte's arm. Yeah. And it was probably at least. I don't like know, it comes like two off or, his arm, two like, or three seconds, and then, and then it, I mean, it bounces somewhere else too. Like it yeah. doesn't. That's no, not how yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it directly yeah, to yeah, Gabriel yeah, Jesus. Yeah. And so it bounces off his arm, then hits off another player, and then like perfectly falls to by Zeus and then it goes in. Um, no one thought anything of it, but VAR they can see everything, they can do everything, they do no wrong apparently. Um, they take the goal away in the 94th minute. We end up getting one more shot, which David uh, David Silva skied, and then the game ended. Um, it was a heartbreaking loss. <laughs> Uh, we, well, you guys just, tied, but... Yeah, I mean, loss. It felt like a loss. I feel... I did not feel like it was a... Is it ta- giving you flashbacks? I feel... Yeah, I'm flashbacks <laughs> to the Champions League. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot of controversy. The announcers said this is horrible, like, this is ruining the game. Um, Pep, obviously upset because there was a tackle earlier in the game on Rodri, which looked horrific by Lamella. That should have been a penalty. I mean, there's a lot of talking about VAR. Yeah. There's so much... Um, just hard. It's so hard to work it. I like think Pep's
1: actual words were VAR is shit. I think he actually said that you said that Pep? Yeah, I think he well, said that post game.
0: His, his real words were I think VR took a coffee break. Oh uh, really? He said VR took a coffee break when it mattered most for us. Yeah, okay <laughs> I don't think Pep would ever say that.
1: No, I think he did. Really? I'm almost That's I so out of character he said something him. like VAR is bad or Well even during
0: the Champions League game he said VAR is good, like we gotta keep trusting the process. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I am upset. Now I think he's not
1: on that team anymore. (laughs) I think Mauricio Pochettino is definitely there, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. VAR.
0: VAR is one crazy obnoxious thing.
1: You love it and you hate it.
0: I hate it. I want it gone. (laughs) Needs a lot of work, but um, it's going to be a long Premier League season. There's going to be a lot of uh, feedback, which I like. I think the coaches and the players provide feedback every week. I think that's actually, like, a true thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a constant process, and uh, I'm excited to see if it gets better, because right now we're getting absolutely burned by it.
1: <laughs> well, you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, Just me.
1: Some people are huge fans. Like, Tottenham.
0: Yeah, they love it. Coach Tino after the game saying, I love VAR. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game, uh, Sheffield United versus Crystal Palace, a game which went completely differently than what yeah, I probably expected.
1: I, I expected a 1-0 win for Crystal Palace. We both said
0: Crystal Palace would have 1-0, so it's an exact flip. Um, we both had Sheffield United to go down. I think we both had them in twentieth place in our predictions, and they're proving us wrong. Yeah, uh, they took a game last week. They took a point last week at Bournemouth, one-one, and bagged a goal here in the forty-seventh minute, one-zero. Uh, the ball kind of like bounced around the box and perfectly went. I mean, not perfectly. It was off at a, It was off a shot, so it was a deflection from the keeper yeah. right to John Lundstrom's feet, and he taps it into the right, and Chris mm-hmm. Palace. Didn't do much after that. They had a few chances, uh, four shots on target. Uh, they dominate possession. But like Keith said, the last game versus Tottenham versus City, the only stat that matters is goals. And Sheffield got the goal, and Crystal Palace clearly just did not. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's really that much to talk about this game. I think it's just exciting to yeah. see that a lot of people really doubted Sheffield, well, including I'm still us. Not,
1: I'm not sold on the win. I'm
0: like, not sold, but I'm saying they're doing a lot better than what we thought.
1: Yeah, I agree. I definitely thought... Zaha would have got his first of the season.
0: I think four points from the first two games is incredible. Because
1: now what is Crystal Palace doesn't even have a goal, do they?
0: No. So they haven't scored in two games. They drew last week at Everton 0-0. And now they play at Man United. So they might not get another goal for a while. So a bad start for Crystal Palace. Wilfred Zaha probably crying internally that he hasn't left yet. He tried. Roy Hodgson's job might be On edge.
1: His uh, his seat might be a little bit hot.
0: Oh, it's definitely hot. It's definitely hot. Roy Hodgson is pro. He's a great coach, I think. But I think um, any time in the Premier League, you're not getting the the results of the fans I think. Yeah. You're gonna get sacked. Yeah. But I mean, uh, not much to talk about. Just the fact that Chelsea are performing and... and Crystal Palace are yeah. underperforming.
1: Yeah.
0: Moving on to Chelsea versus Leicester, um, a game in which I think we both thought that Chelsea would I
1: think, I think I called a draw I think I said 1-1 you one, called no. a draw yeah and yeah. I said Chelsea would win 2-1 I, t- I told you man I just wasn't sold on Chelsea winning yet
0: yeah Chelsea clearly have a lot of work to do they came out striking though in the first yeah. few
1: minutes Hey, Mason Mount had great effort into his goal I mean just great effort it was clearly
0: a lot of heart I think you can tell I don't I think we were talking about the Pulisic thing I think you can tell that Mason Mount he's been in the Chelsea program for a long time has uh, been on loan in a lot of places been on loan at Derby with Frank Lampard last year So you can kind of tell that he feels like he has to earn his place and he's, like, definitely fighting for it. Mm -hmm. Um, He put in a lot of effort, played really good, had a chance, like, maybe a little even two minutes after he scored his second goal and he headed it right to keeper. But um, a lot of question marks around Pulisic. Um, Doesn't play with, like, the same – I mean, it looks like he's not – he's probably really nervous. Yeah. But I feel like he's probably maybe more entitled than the other players because he's obviously been bought from $70 Yeah. Um, He's, like, the heartthrob of all American soccer fans. Oh, yeah. Um, he's our tom holland yeah <laughs>
1: tom holland's also our tom
0: holland <laughs> he, everyone is everyone is a tom holland if they're a hard throb um but t- christian pulisic hasn't been really performing to the level that we think um as american fans that you should be like too i think a lot of other people without american bias are probably like yeah this is what we expected
1: yeah i mean yeah i he okay he looked good in the super cup
0: yeah he against
1: did liverpool in that game
0: looked good but i think we haven't gotten that christian pulisic performance that we've all craved
1: I just don't think he even showed... It like, just see, didn't seem like he didn't even... Like, he didn't do bad, but he didn't do good because he didn't do anything. I remember him on the field. Exactly.
0: Like, I don't remember him doing anything. His, par- like, his
1: performance was forgettable. Yeah. Which is not good for him.
0: No, especially when literally especially. every press coverage in America yeah. is like, what will Christian oh. Pulisic do? Especially, this especially Christian just Pulisic being at Chelsea. Game. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I, I mean, I really hope that he, be, he can be good, but, I mean, he's still... I mean, what he was at Dortmund was basically a B-Tech Jane Sancho, and I think that's what he is still. I think if you're Chelsea, you probably would have preferred Jaden Sancho. I think any team would have. Yeah. And I and he think he still that might come. I think There's he's still, still like that. I don't think he's world class yet. I don't think he's worth a $70 million price tag. I think no. the price tag was it, attached to it was American fanhood.
1: Yeah. No more money. What I saw was just someone who. Uh, I hate saying that he's worse than he is because I really wish he was better. But, I mean, this man was feeding Paco Alcacer. Yeah. That man was a goal-scoring machine. A like, goal-scoring you're bound machine. to get a few assists. I mean, when And he in. had Marco
0: Royce, and he had a whole— I mean, I would say the, the Borussia Dortmund team is better than the current Chelsea team. I think last year the Chelsea yep. team was probably a little bit stronger I just mean, because Eden Hazard was in the squad. And
1: don't get me wrong, because you have to be good to start for that, that Dortmund team, especially. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's not—I don't know if he'll start again next week.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't think he deserves it. I think maybe if he does... Uh, who are they playing next week? Let me check who they're playing next week. I mean, if you're Frank Lampard, you might want to give him a chance. Yeah, yeah they're playing Norwich. He's definitely a okay, bench. Okay. That's a I hard I think team. that's a game you start him then. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think you could probably start him because, honestly, you want to get his confidence up. You want him to get in Premier League yeah. battle tested. So, um, hopefully he performs better. But uh, in terms of this game, did not perform very well. And then in ter- also in terms of this game, uh, Leicester City ended up bagging a goal yeah. in the 67th minute. It threw Wilfred and Didi on a corner, and Wilfred and Didi being the person who gave the ball to Mason Mount, yeah. which led to the first goal. So he made up for it. Um, and then James Madison ends up missing a chance towards the end of the game, in which he probably should have scored. He missed another chance early on the game too, but he bagged the assist. Yeah. Um, so James Madison's still providing that swagger that we loved last year—the <laughs> swagger that really got me hooked on him. Yeah, I hey, think Christian he's still...
1: Fuchs looks good this game too. Who, Christian Fuchs?
0: Yeah, great. Really I mean, too. he's he was on the Premier League title-winning team, and I think he's back. I don't think he was really starting under. Um, I forget who the last manager was, but I think Brendan Rodgers has put some faith in him. Yeah, and has really shown because he made a lot of good runs up the left and basically helped start that attack on a lot of different occasions.
1: Yeah, he had a just he had a good couple balls put into the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he could be. I mean, if he if he keeps up performances like this, I think he's bound to get an assist at some point.
0: Yeah, especially and keep starting to at least. Yeah, um, so one-one draw, I think, it was deserved. For both teams, I think they both missed a decent amount of chances. That could have been goals, so you can go, it could have gone either way, but a draw was probably deserved. Lesser takes on Sheffield next Wednesday, or not next Wednesday, next week. I don't know why I said Wednesday. That's when the podcast is coming out, though. Hey, stay tuned. And then, 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And then Chelsea, like I said before, is taking on Pookie and Lester. Moving on to the final game of the week, Keith's favorite game, his favorite result. Love the game with all of his heart. Manchester United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers, a game that ended 1-1. Keith, dude, what's happening?
1: I don't know, man. It was a complete reversal of roles, like in the first half to second half. Yeah. I honestly thought we were going to lose in the second half after, Pogba missed his penalty, uh, after he missed his penalty in the first half. The way Wolves came out second half, dude, I was actually scared we were going to lose after Ruben Neves had that banger.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable. I but. think... Like you said, Man United came out really good. Yeah, really they looked,
1: hot. They looked real good.
0: I think the even I forget who was announcing the game, but I think they even said it was probably one of the best halves that they played under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Just in, in regards just to in the Premier past league. couple of years, honestly. Yeah, and so I I mean I agree with him. I think they played the attacking football and the good defensive football yeah. that, that we expect from Manchester United yeah. ever since Fergie left.
1: I mean, like when Rashford, Martial, and Pogba, and you know sometimes Lingard, when they're on, dude. I mean, they're on.
0: Yeah, so we're hoping that this is the football we get from United. I obviously don't want them to do, perform super well, but they're, they're doing really good Yeah, um, then, until the second yeah. half when Ruben Neves hit yeah. that goal, end, which was Ruben remarkable. <laughs> Ruben Diogo De Silva-Neves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing I want to talk about earlier was the VAR issue with this. So Wolverhampton scored this goal, and then there was a lot of talk, a lot of checks with the, um, with the VAR about offsides, which was super obnoxious.
1: I could kind of see it cuz the ball came back from the front. Yeah. So I could kind of see how they thought it might be because it was played off a corner. Um uh, it was it was played off a corner and it just came back to him uh which I mean hit it perfectly. Hit it perfectly. I mean Yeah, it
0: was a sweet sweet strike.
1: I mean, I don't know how that's not your goal of the week, man.
0: Yeah, it probably is. Just because it was so exciting. I was watching the game here in my living room.
1: He had to put the the most perfect amount of dip on that because De Gea still got a finger on it and it still went bar down. Dude,
0: Ribba Neves. He's known to hit them outside the box, I think, when he signed for Wolves. Not when he signed for Wolves. When Wolves were promoted that year, I think he had the most goals from outside the box in all of Europe's leagues. Jeez. So, I mean, he's known to hit a wonder strike from outside the box. Yeah. And he showed us that again. Vieira kind of took the whole emphasis out of his goal, which, I mean, it's its job to do that.
1: I don't know about that one because... Oh, did you watch the game? Yeah, yeah I, dude, the, the wolves were going, cra- like, going, I mean, yeah, going crazy. Like the wolf hands going. crazy, yeah, they were going crazy. But then, like
0: after the goal was scored, but yeah, I get it. I get there it. was a pause and there was a whole like, eh, what are we gonna? Is it a goal? Is it not a yeah. goal? And I think it just takes the piss out of the goal, dude. I yeah, think it takes, I agree. It takes a lot of energy out of it. I think it takes a lot of momentum out of the goal. I, I think even if you score a goal, I think if the when, if the ball goes straight back to the center line after that goal and then Man United have the ball, I think a high press by Wolves would immediately take place. They're all energized, but, like, when you wait for that, you're waiting for that thing, and then you bet, and the ref's like, okay, yeah, it's a goal.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not as exciting. There's not as... Like, you know the feeling of when you score a goal. Yeah. We both played soccer. You know the feeling of scoring a goal, and then immediately having that energy boost right after you score it. Yeah. I think the whole thing about VAR is that it takes a while. I mean, it took so long. Yeah, Like, it unbelievably long. Like, even in the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, um, Champions League, it is way shorter than that. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It literally... I was watching the game. It's, sh- it's showing it's- you watching them draw the lines. Yeah. I don't care. Just tell me if it's a goal or not. Draw the lines before I'm even watching it. Yeah. So the most obnoxious thing was basically that it took all of the oomph out of the goal. And then, I don't know, Wolves did. Wolves may have gotten another goal after that based on momentum. Obviously, they. I think they continue to dominate anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. They just...
0: There's a I mean, obviously we do di- I think we disagree on VR. No
1: no 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 I, I agree no I do agree that it takes a piss out of goals especially when it takes that long. Yeah I think we um ju-
0: I think I just hate VR per- I think <laughs> I've I'm personally attacked by VR yeah, so I'm I I more angry than anybody.
1: I also maybe have a little bit of bias too after the Champions League last year.
0: But yeah <laughs> but uh so there's still a lot to talk about with it um it's gonna unfold throughout the season. Um, yeah. hopefully no one's team gets ultimately screwed I think we've already seen a team like City get kind of screwed over yeah but um
1: that was unfortunate
0: i guess we'll just have to wait and see how they how they deal with it All right. but moving on it's time to figure out what we think will happen in the predictions next week yeah um we didn't really talk about the predictions we always forget i don't know why i always am like i have my phone out and i have their predictions pulled up and i always <laughs> forget to like keep checking them but um keith demolished me this week um he was 11 to 3 um had three correct scores for the games and then two and then five total correct scores and i only All got right. three games correct yeah so i mean hopefully i can
1: you want to run through them like real quick
0: yeah you want to go through the predictions like super fast yeah, like just
1: the ones we just had
0: oh like what the ones we did last week yeah yeah Yeah. yeah so keith got i'm gonna go through the, just the games that we got correct okay keith got arsenal versus Burnley correct the exact score one. i just got the game right uh norwich versus newcastle i predicted them to win keith did not um southampton versus liverpool um, we both predicted liverpool to win uh, we, i said more comfortably at 3-1 keith said 3-0 which is also more comfortable than yeah, <laughs> I was like, but i'm but more comfortable than the actual score was which yeah. was 2-1 which i don't know never mind i'm being an idiot everton versus watford keith also got correct i predicted a draw keith predicted everton to win 2-0 brighton Hove albion versus west ham keith correctly predicted a 1-1 draw and then finally chelsea versus leicester i predicted versus i predicted chelsea to win keith predicted chelsea and leicester to draw 1-1 Racking up the grand total of eleven to three, Keith, now on total for the season, has sixteen points while I sit at a measly nine. So I have a seven-point comeback on him this week. Yikes! Good luck. <laughs> Major yikes.
1: I have the soccer people knowledge, you know. You have
0: me. the soccer people's. You're siphoning their power into you. All yeah. 115 followers. Also, if you're not following the Twitter, I'm going to plug this a lot coming up. Um, we're we're gonna go. F- I'm saying by the end of the month we have 200 followers. That's huge. I think we can do yeah, it.
1: That's huge. It's double our followers.
0: We did double our followers in 10 days earlier.
1: That was actually that was kind of an insane. Yeah. <laughs> insane run of days. I mean, the so, whole the whole uh, slab head coming to United. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> that helped we're, a little bit. We're getting
0: there. So um, check in on the Twitter at Pod um, by the by the beginning of October October 1st. If we don't have 200 followers, I'll do something crazy. <laughs> what will you do? We're, we'll we'll talk, we'll talk about it We'll talk about next week. What? Bleach your hair. No, 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 no. Okay, if we maybe. do
1: get it or if we don't get it.
0: If we do get it, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to celebrate, maybe have a nice nice drink cuz I'll be 21 by then. <laughs> but um other than that, I am not going to do anything crazy. I might do something crazy. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air, you know? Right, we'll, we'll bounce we'll off some ideas. Because if out. I give any ideas, and then you come up with something crazy... He's going to bleach his hair. No, okay. No, <laughs> you're just whispering into the mic, which I can't hear. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about the fixtures next week. Get up our predictions. Um, first game, Aston Villa versus Everton. Two teams that haven't been performing like we thought. What are you thinking?
1: Oh, man. I am um, i don't know. I like both teams, actually. I really do. I think I think it's 1-1.
0: 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1 one, one draw. I'm going to give Villa the win. Okay. I'm going to give Villa the win. 1-0. Okay. Um, Norwich versus Chelsea. Pookie time, baby. It's Pookie versus Pulisic. It's the two P-guys. One P-guy p p p p. who's outperforming. <laughs> one P-guy who's underperforming. An American P-guy. I don't know where Pookie's from, but Pookie uh, is... Fin- uh, Finland. The Finland P-guy. Finnish, yeah. The P-boys. Yeah. The p p <laughs> PP time. That's the game. That's the uh, title for this game. PP, I'm just let you stop P-P- game.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go Chelsea two one.
0: Chelsea two one. Chelsea uh, two one. So you, who's scoring the one?
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, I know P-Man. you man. It's spooky. <laughs> it's spooky. Um, I just, I just think, uh, I just don't think. Uh, I, I mean, we saw uh, Norwich, you know, perform yeah. against Liverpool. They looked pretty helpless. Yeah. I'm I gonna, think bigger clubs might take them down. I'm going crazy. Upset?
0: I'm going no, not an upset, but it's a two two draw. I two, think Pookie's gonna bag at least one goal. I don't think he got two in him. I think he's gonna have five goals in three games.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, Chelsea looked close to scoring like at least twice against Le- Leicester, who I think has a better defense. Norwich, than Norwich is a different so. team, dude. You don't
0: know Norwich like I know Norwich. You're, I don't. No, but I think you're right, honestly. And all, and all fairness, I think Leicester was that was a great test, and they, sh- they probably should have scored more. But Leicester also should have scored more the same way. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Brighton versus Southampton, two overperforming teams also.
1: You know, I think Brighthampton might pull this one out, though.
0: Brighthampton, dude. <laughs> what is that? Both teams? They're both winning? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Southampton? I'm signing
1: off. <laughs> Sam, you got the rest of this. No, Mike doesn't know how to talk. Um, No, Brighton, sorry. I think Brighton's going to pull this one off. I'm going 1-0 win. 1-0 win? Okay. I'm not going crazy with the scores this week. I'm going to go
0: Brighton. I think Grand Potter's been a great coach so far. He's proved it, and I think it's going to be a 2-0 victory.
1: Okay, I can see it.
0: All right, your team risk Crystal Palace. Manchester United.
1: I'm hoping Two O win
0: for Crystal Palace. Okay, yeah, yeah for Crystal, Crystal Palace. Matches. Yep. Um, totally. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one. Okay. Man U. Yeah. Sheffield versus Leicester.
1: I think Leicester pulls one out. I ke- I'm gonna keep betting against Sheffield. I don't even care. <laughs> okay. Score. Um. I'm gonna go two one Leicester.
0: Okay. Um, I'm gonna go 2-0 Leicester. I don't think Sheffield have shown that they can score crazy goals. I think Dude, both. But- I know, but they keep scoring one. <laughs> yeah, but it just keeps perfectly bouncing them. So I'm exactly. Gonna say, this is I don't the think week it the, stop. This is the week where the luck runs out. No, not for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, Watford versus West Ham, a battle between the Ws. Good. West Ham's pulling this one out. West Ham, yeah.
1: Um, I think 2-0. Nah, no, that's generous.
0: 1-0. Okay, I'm going to go West Ham 2 I'm going to take your old answer. Yeah. Liverpool versus Arsenal. The game of the weekend. The oh, title-deciding game, right? Because the game, the week, the Premier League season is only three weeks long. Yeah, winner takes all.
1: I'm thinking. I don't. I don't know if Arsenal are going to score as many as I want them to. Okay. Because I want to say three two, but I have a feeling it's going to be three one. So like, I I think Liverpool get three on their okay. on Arsenal's defense. I just think they do.
0: Even though they only got two on Southampton's defense. Yeah. I would say Southampton's defense is pretty comparable to Arsenal's. To I don't fair. know. I mean,
1: I don't know. Liverpool didn't look that good. Yeah, they. Well, they okay. Good. Not that they did not look good because they did look good. It's Southampton looks scarier than I thought. So I think it just forced them to play more defense.
0: Yeah. Um. So you're saying three one Liverpool though? I think so. I'm gonna go a two two draw. I'm gonna say that both teams drop points.
1: Yeah, respectable.
0: Bournemouth versus my team, Man City i'm gonna go straight up, i'm gonna go straight up here man city five five
1: zero uh, i was gonna say four zero so okay i'm going five yeah.
0: zero uh spurs versus newcastle spurs like three zero. 0 spurs like four zero. yeah and then finally wolves versus burnley
1: this will actually i think this will be a good game
0: yeah it could be decent um actually bronze can pull it a a celebration.
1: i think both teams are actually gonna drop points i think it's gonna be a 1-1 1-1 i think burnley's gonna get one and just sit back
0: okay um I'm allowed to agree with you on one prediction every week, and this is my one prediction. I'm also gonna agree one one.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've had the same predictions though, but that's all right. No, we have
0: we have the same, but not the same score, Keith. <laughs> okay. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. Like we said, this is gonna we're trying to do a every Wednesday thing. Um clearly we love to wait until the last minute.
1: When we say Wednesday, we mean Wednesday at eleven fifty nine PM.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a deadline. It's like your teacher set a deadline at school at eleven fifty nine PM. We're turning yeah. in before the deadline every time, so you can't be mad.
1: So I guess Thursdays though like low-key
0: we should probably just record on tuesday and post something we
1: probably should this is not good
0: (laughs) we're telling you guys how we're gonna do better and we will all right hopefully maybe we will we'll find out college kids we don't know what we're doing (laughs) yeah well Um, we'll see what happens yeah uh we'll figure it out but thank you guys for tuning in um we are so thankful you guys um if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast on itunes make sure you do that leave a five-star rating follow us on twitter at pod Premier and tune in every Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, whatever day of the week it you is. Know, it's any somewhere in the middle.
1: Why? We, we might be on here. Yeah. <laughs> we might be uploading. Just
0: subscribe on iTunes, and it'll tell you when we're when we're Generally when we're Wednesday,
1: maybe Thursday.
0: Just keep your, keep your <laughs> eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. But I uh, thank you guys for being here. And-